Hi everybody! Today I wanted to talk about subtitling, which is something that I always wanted to do since I started translating. But even though I started translating in 1997, I only started subtitling a few years ago. That's because it takes a different set of skills to actually become a subtitler. Translating is one thing, subtitling is something that goes beyond. I started subtitling when some of my clients had some short commercials that they needed subtitled. So I had to learn the skills in order to provide this extra service. And like I said, it goes beyond translation because it's not only about conveying the message, which is something that we're used to doing, but also respecting all the limitations, all the technicalities that subtitling entails. If you've ever watched uh, a show or a movie with subtitles, you know that there's a limited number of characters that can appear on the screen. And that includes numbers, letters, and spaces. Besides, most standards say that you can only have two lines per screen. Of course, you can have some different uh, kind of subtitle templates, but the norm, what you see on Netflix, on Amazon Prime, and other um, TV uh, stations that show foreign movies, for example, you see that there are only two lines and a certain number of characters per line. Besides that kind of character limitation, you also have to summarize what is being said so people watching a show or a movie can understand everything without losing any part of the message but you know that you can translate something literally. So sometimes you have to change the, the tense uh, of the verb, if it's something continuous, there will be a very long sentence with extra characters. You kind of have to summarize it and maybe put it in the present or put it in the past and still go with what is being said, but in a way that uh, people watching can understand it and go with the rhythm of the video itself. And that's only the part of translating what is being said. Uh, how about creating the subtitles uh, from scratch? Some clients may just want you to go ahead and do that service as well. So you have to learn how to time things correctly to when each sentence is being said by a character, by someone being interviewed. So you have to mark when the sentence starts and when it ends and have some timestamps in the subtitle file itself. So when I first started subtitling, I was using something very basic, which is called .sub, and it is uh, an online platform where uh, my clients could just upload their videos to or send the video to me and I'll upload it myself, and then I can create the um, transcript of the original. For example, they had a commercial in English, so they wanted both the English subtitles and the translation into Portuguese. So first I would create that template and just transcribe everything that is being said and synchronize when that sentence starts and when it ends. And after that, I would create a separate file which had the Brazilian uh, translation so that their um, potential clients or their um, uh, employees could watch the commercial or could, wa could watch that uh, training video in Portuguese for Brazil as well. Talking about that, um, after all these years working with subtitling, uh, about, I don't know, seven years out of 22, um, I just had this experience that was really uh, frustrating to say the least. Um, a client had this whole set of um, training videos for their employees and talking about very important things like diversity and um, uh, trying to overcome bias when hiring people. So it was a very good 
a training that was put together professionally in English and they needed it in Portuguese. What happened was that they went somewhere else and hired a translator to have their content translated and subtitled. Well, the translator was pretty good, but that was a translator, not a subtitler, which means that the sentences were separated completely arbitrarily, uh, meaning that there is a certain rhythm that you have to have on your target language to make sure that you're not breaking the sentences where it doesn't make sense. Because you're assuming that people watching those videos, they can't really follow the original. That's why we have the subtitles. And um, if you break the sentence in a way that, you know, you create some suspense and you can only understand the rest of the sentence on the next screen, on the next subtitle, uh, it's very confusing. And especially for training, for training purposes, when you're trying to get your message across, you really want it to be effective. So if you just say this, 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 and that, and you just take some time to complete your thought uh, when, you're, uh, when you're subtitling, it just really creates some um, noise in the communication. And that's exactly what you want to avoid when you're putting something professional, uh, this training course together. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So the frustrating part was not, you know, that the translator was a translator, not a subtitler, but the frustrating part was trying to explain to the client who was not used to working with subtitling, uh, that they couldn't just send me videos for me to watch inside their server. And then they wanted me to actually create like a Word document separately and say, hey, on minute one with two seconds, point 350, you should go there and correct this because it's wrong or there's a typo or the sentence was broken incorrectly. They wanted me to just redo a lot more work than it needed to be done. Um, so I asked them politely, can you send me the SRT files? Um, SRT files are, um, it's just the, the most common format that you'll find in subtitling. A lot of platforms, a lot of different software use SRT. So I asked them for the SRT and they're like, we don't have it, we just have the videos on the server. And I'm like, okay, if there are subtitles in English and Portuguese, there are SRT files somewhere. Uh, if you have another format, let me know. I can try to convert it. I can try to open in my own program and um, make sure that I can, uh, I can edit those files, but I need the subtitle file itself. Can I send you in Word? Well, you can, but then you're just gonna have to have someone else, you know, <laughs> do the SRTs again. So they finally, after much struggle, they finally sent me the SRT files. And I could actually go in there and break down the sentences in a way that follows what um, we assume that 
Brazilians in this case would be able to follow. So uh, where you break the prepositions or you know how you structure the sentences so you can read more easily. And then I send it back to them, but they couldn't understand my frustration in saying, okay, this is a good translation, but it's not for subtitling purposes. And they got kind of upset saying, hey, uh, this is just a training. It's not something that is gonna be shown on TV. So who cares? You don't have to follow subtitling um, um, rules and, and, and regulations. And I was like, they put all this thought and hire you know, professional actors and they have the slideshow and they have, you know, all this nice put together training that couldn't they just, you know, put some, some thought into actually creating the message in Portuguese for uh, their employees to actually have an effective training program in Brazil, just as much as people have here in the United States when they're watching the original in English. Come on. Yeah, I just had my chamomile tea. I'm a little calmer now, but it was really, it's something that really gets me going as a language professional. And all you want to do is just make sure that the communication is not broken. And uh, when I had the client just saying, yeah, whatever, just leave it like that. Nobody's gonna watch it. Uh, people are gonna watch it because that's an important topic for them to do their training. But anyway, so I just tried to clean it up in a way that it was more readable and that uh, people wouldn't just have some subtitles flashing on the screen and they can't even read. So um, my priority there was just improving readability to make sure that the message would still go through. And I correct, corrected some typos, but yeah, I didn't redo the whole thing, which is something that that project really needed, something that would be subtitling, not translating, something that is appropriate to the target audience and how it's gonna be consumed. But anyway, you can sometimes just, you know, choose your own battles and uh, do the best that you can. Having said that, uh, a lot of my students actually ask me about uh, literary translations and subtitling, and these are the two things that I always wanted to do when I started translating. And now that I am doing, I can just help, help them navigate through uh, these different kind of fields or different kind of uh, um, skills that they need in order to become a specialized translator in subtitling or in literature. And um, what I did was actually put together a couple of webinars through pros.com that help translators that are already experienced, already have um, everything that a translator needs as far as translating correctly from their B language into their A language, but they don't know how to do it in a different setting as far as subtitling, as far as dealing with audiovisual materials. Um, and for beginners that want to just practice first and maybe start like I did with small commercials and some institutional um, programming for companies uh, that they will show to their clients or show to their employees, uh, the best thing you can do instead of just investing a lot of money on a heavy software and maybe upgrading your processing on your computer to make sure that you can use that heavy software. Um, so what I did was create just two different webinars to help my students and other people that were interested in uh, subtitling. Uh, and. Um, it's something that is very basic. It just introduces the, the, the main functions of both online platforms, which are .sub, the one that I started using when I first started translating those commercials back in the day, 
and uh, the other one is YouTube because now there is all this content on YouTube and there are a lot of successful YouTubers that they want to reach out to their fans or reach out to their clients or reach out to their target audience in their language and um, especially in my case I mean Brazilians love YouTube and uh, there's a lot of content there that they can't always consume in English they would need translations to actually follow what is being shown and that's when subtitling really helps and uh, there's a way that um, youtubers uh, meaning anyone with a YouTube channel they can actually activate some uh, settings to allow uh, people to go in there and translate their content it's just good for you to learn the behind the scenes of YouTube videos and how they work and how you can provide that service within YouTube to um, companies, to uh, celebrity YouTubers or anyone that is trying to reach their target audience in their target language. So if you're watching uh, this video before March, um, uh, you still can actually sign up for the two webinars I'm going to be running on pros.com for March 2019. If you're watching this way, way in the future, um, don't worry, you can actually watch the videos on demand. I'll leave the links here on the description so you can actually uh, sign up if it's before March uh, 2019 or you can actually um, go to the video on demand and watch after the fact. And either or, if you watch it live, if you watch the video on demand, I'll be here if you need anything and I love knowing when people actually start applying new skills and, and learning new tools. So if you have any um, questions or if you have any success stories that you would like to share, I would love to hear about your journey into subtitling.